0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday.
1: Chapter four of our book, How to Get What You Want by Wallace Wattles. I think I am the first
0: chickadee on the call.
1: I think it's probably Oh Coffee 100. I'm feeling the vibes of people making their coffee right before they get on the call. Seeing the coffee vibes.
0: Good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing okay. Yeah.
2: Doing okay. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, long time no talk.
1: Yeah, it's been like 16 hours or something. (laughs) (laughs) How was your evening?
2: Oh, it was really good. I had my coaching client, and uh, it went really well. And then I, like, immediately as soon as I shut the door, I took
1: off my shoes and watched
2: the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs)
1: nice so did your coaching client actually come to you
2: yeah she um nice i made the option uh for her to meet face to face because she's well and you know it's not it's not ideal because it requires uh cleaning of the house and you know you know putting on nice clothes i like to get uh suited up so that i can kind of get into character you know um yeah yeah, so you yeah. got your head but, in the
1: headspace. I totally get yeah,
2: that. Uh, yeah, and, I, you know, I actually agree to that because um, I I actually don't mind having to – because I, I don't have visitors that often, so sometimes I let, you know, some things go as far as housekeeping, you know, that pile of stuff that needs to go out to the shed. I'll let it sit there. And having mm-hmm. someone come over, it makes me uh, really clean the house, and then I get to benefit from it. <laughs> if that
1: makes I sense understand. to you I totally understand yeah I totally understand yeah because so, yeah, there's certain things that kind of prompt me to take care of things like just like you're talking about you know have something sitting here or, you know I'm going to organize that thing over there but I keep walking by it not doing it and so but sometimes a little external activation isn't bad I, now do you, know, you talk to me
2: if you had talked to me like forty five minutes before she was coming, that was not my attitude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more like, why did I agree to this? This is such a pain, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that too. yeah, I get that too. I just had like i don't know seven or eight of us, I guess, for dinner on sunday and you know, and there's only with my wrist and everything, there's only so much I can do but still and I mean I like my house tidy anyways. Like I'm I'm kind of a neat nick that way. I like I like things to have a place, I like it in its place. You know, I, I like to keep things clean. I just um you know, part of it is a relic from growing up with a mom that I had that was a total neat nick and then part of it is just it makes me feel good. And then I always feel free to just invite people over at a moment's notice, and it actually makes me feel happy when I walk through my house and things are orderly, because environment and space and all that is so important to me. That um, visual noise, like disorganization and clutter and dust and all that stuff, it actually it's a distraction for me. So, um, so I can keep the visual noise down i mean i have pictures and books and stuff up it's not like i don't you know it's not like my house is sterile but it's just that's visual noise that's been curated and i like it it makes me feel good but so i know exactly what you mean we were you know doing chores around here that you know had kind of been let go and there's stuff with you know my daughter and her puppy having them here that i haven't pushed too much about but it did prompt me to say hey i need you to go you know, really wash that floor in the laundry room and, you know, make sure it's really clean and, you know, got to get those rugs washed and just stuff that I'd kind of been letting go because she's leaving tomorrow and I was, you know, I figured I'll just do it after she leaves. But, so, she was so sweet to help out. So, we got it all done. And then I felt, you know, like happy to show people my place. And wow. I was having, and I was having a, I was actually having a moment of, I don't know. Amanda, are you on? I am. I'm here. Okay. No, good morning. I didn't want to, like, just be prattling away um, without saying okay. hello. Thank you. Um, but I, ha- I had this moment of, like, in the past week, walking through my house several times and realizing that, um, you know, like kind of not having furniture and not having all that stuff made me not want to have people over because. You know, it's like a mishmash of chairs or whatever. And and so I just was really in the space of actually feeling the abundance of, This is going to sound strange, but furniture. And how the one thing of, of getting furniture in this house, like everything about my life, it seemed like it blew up. I mean, I've had like people over four times since I got this furniture. And... And because of my back and neck, furniture is a really tough thing for me to find stuff that I like. And the fact that every single piece of furniture in my house is comfortable for me to sit on. And it used to be I lived in a house that had really nice furniture and I could maybe sit on one or two things. Because none of it worked right for me for my back. And now to have a house where every single piece of furniture is either a bed I can sleep on, a couch I can you know, lounge on or chairs that I can sit on and want to talk about a feeling of prosperity like my whole house is comfortable for me and that hasn't happened since I hurt my back and whatever it was 05 or whatever so it's a strange thing I don't quite know how to describe the feeling I had when I realized that the other day when I was walking through my house but I was like, holy cow so I just keep walking through my house and smiling. I was going to send you guys pictures with my living room so you could see my new little duded up face. Please send them. I'd love to see pictures. Okay, I will. I will. I don't have a glass top for my dining room yet. And the rug in my living room isn't down yet. I'm waiting for the puppy to leave because it's a long shag, like grayish with sparkles in it. It's really pretty. So I'll send you before the rug and after the rug. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So I just actually was, um, I think I told you guys I've been mentoring this young guy. And um, and so I got
2: Is Is he the guy that came over to look at tarot cards?
1: Yes. Yes. And we also talked Deming, you know, the business philosophy that we use. And I turned him on to SOGR. And so he's reading the book every single day. He's either reading or listening to the audio book every single day, the original text. So it kind of inspired me to start really getting more deliberate about getting back to that book in the middle of while we're doing these other books to stay anchored in kind of like that text as well. And so so anyways, he took my daughter and I out for a pre-Valentine's Valentine dinner since none of us have Valentines. He took us out for a Valentine's dinner because my daughter is leaving Wednesday. So we went out last night. It was really sweet. So Yeah, we just went to, you know, he let us pick, and I actually love Kudoba, which is like a really simple, you know, not fancy, like very relaxed. It's like Chipotle kind of. And so we went there, and then we went across the way to um, Starbucks and just had coffee and visited. And I tried to pay, and he was like, I am pretty sure I invited you guys. So you just put that wallet away. I just started laughing. And he goes, and I know you're going to take what I'm saying really easy because you're the one that turned me on to SOGR. And so I know you want to stay in the high vibration energy of receiving abundance. And I was like, oh, you. Know. Oh, I love it when
3: people that, throw your stuff against you, right? It's
1: wasn't that great? I was like, oh, you little torn ass. But, mm-hmm. um, and so I said, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to receive it. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a smart Alice, but you know, smart kid, but good. So it was, it was fun to get to go do that. And so, so Amanda, when you sent me that thing this morning from Mike Dooley, that, you know, measuring Mm -hmm. abundance in, you know, smiles and giggles and laughter and that stuff. I had the same reaction when I read that this morning, because I've been in that place of feeling like I've had so much abundance in so many ways outside of the money piece. And it, you know, if I only ever focus on the money piece, you know that I'm missing something there. So I have that same response to that thing. When because I I I follow him too. I get those messages mm-hmm. every morning too. It's, he's really good. I don't I don't know if you know him, Ellen um, Mike Dooley. He does like um, thoughts. What does T U T stand for? I can never remember. Amanda, do you remember?
3: Thoughts, something, things. Thoughts. Yeah,
1: because. Well, his whole thing is thoughts become things.
3: Mm.
1: So I don't know what the U is in there, but, um, yeah. But he sends out a daily thing, Alan, that's prosperity mindset kind of stuff. But it's always playful and fun. It's, it's usually pretty happy, and it's in a very relaxed tone, which I like. It's not all up in his head. He's more about enthusiasm and fun and joy, and so, um, Anyways, he sent out a thing this morning that was saying to measure prosperity and giggles and, you know, fun and smiles and stuff like that. So Amanda and I were emailing about it. So I was was kind of feeling in that, that zone of abundance and, you know, just having that group of gals over on Sunday and thinking about, you know, how fast it happened for me here and how fast it didn't happen for me in California. I mean, Ellen, I met you and I met a couple of other people, but it wasn't like what it's been here where it was like, you know, I've been here for whatever it is since mid-August and, you know, like had eight people over and was, you know, there was a few more that were invited that just had scheduling conflicts. And so, you know, the fact that I've been here for whatever it is, six months or whatever, and I had people that I wanted to invite that I knew well enough to invite and that I thought would make a good grouping of people to hang out with. It was very touching to me. And so I feel like I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be at the moment. So it was, a, it was a good feeling. And, you know, and it's all people that, you know, now Callie knows them too. So even after she leaves, like, you know, she has a vision of what my life is, here is like and, you know, and she knows my people and they know her. So, you know, if she comes in and out of town, she already has a ready-made system here. And, you know, when my other kid comes to visit, it'll be the same thing. You know, she'll already have a ready-made support system of the people that are around me. So definitely feeling, I'm definitely feeling the love, the S-O-G-R love. So how
0: is everyone else? Enough about me. How are you, gal?
2: I'm waiting for Amanda to go. (laughs) 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 Good morning, Amanda, by the way.
3: Good morning. I was just finishing an email that was like, well, this is how it started. It says, Tomorrow is love day, and I'm full of it. Love that is. <laughs> so I'm with you. Oh,
1: see what she did right there. Did you Uh huh.
3: Uh huh. Uh huh. Because I'm full of other stuff too, but I'm, I'm full of <laughs> this girl heard yesterday.
2: Oh God.
3: I'm full of. I'm full of other stuff too. Up to my. I've had enough of some stuff not not all the love stuff keeps that coming
2: uh, that's
3: awesome <laughs> I'm starting uh, to get that you know the the question that I always ask in my workshops like what breaks your heart like to help people get to the core of what they're up to
1: you know uh-huh.
3: what breaks your heart and what pisses you off and like by pisses you off I mean like like you know makes you rage I'm being reminded of those things <laughs> So um, it's good. It's good. I um, feel so like I'm just getting closer to um, what I am, you know, supposed to be focused on right now. It's like the the. Uh, it feels like I was telling a, um, a friend this morning that. Like the, the TV show, especially is just so much fun. You know, i'm I'm having I'm having such a blast, and <clears throat> um, it's it's such a you know for me it's like such a give, and I think about you know what can you do in sixty minutes with someone like oh my gosh, right? How many times have we like heard that one thing? And then, and then the people that I'm inviting, and all the wisdom that they have, and how they've helped me, and I'm just really excited about that whole thing. And um, it feels good to give that, and not have it, not have there be, um, you know, some um, anything monetary tied to it <coughs> necessarily. So I'm grateful for that. Um, how else am I doing? Uh, I just spent three days on the floor in my living room watching Harry Potter to get rid of a bug. And it worked. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful for that. And um, learning how to do the deep energy balancing this week. I don't know. I I feel like I'm on a ride, you guys.
2: You're yeah. on the what? I'm
3: on a ride. I'm on a ride. Yeah, I'm yeah. on a ride. We've got Nike next week. <clears throat>
1: oh yeah, I was going to ask um, you when that was. The first.
3: Um. Twenty first was the first time, and then um, they invited me to. Um, International Women's Day on March 8th, so it's, you know, it's like, okay, we're here now, um, and that's awesome, um, I just gotta, like, stay focused on what's ahead of me today, <laughs> not too far out, I'm, like, inviting people to, uh, you know, this group energy session and I'm laughing because I'm like, she hasn't even taught this to me yet. (laughs) She is under the impression that she will be able to teach me this in two hours. And I'm like, okay. And so, you know, it's like that right now. Just jump.
1: (laughs) And that group, that group energy stuff is Friday, right?
3: Sunday at two.
1: And I just don't have any of my dates for anything right. Well, I don't know what I'm.
3: <laughs> well, we had a um, we had one good thing last Friday, but that wasn't the energy balancing. That was just um, some coaching.
1: Mm, yeah, I got my things messed up. Well, I'll have to get with you later about those
0: dates. Yeah. So.
1: Okay, so the twenty first. So Nike is the twenty first and the eighth.
0: Mhm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm like, hmm, I have an hour.
0: I might just use.
3: The presentation that I used at the Superwoman Summit as a kickoff, that seemed really effective. So I probably just tweaked that. So I'm not completely like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, it just feels like that because I've never done that before.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, something that worked. Mm-hmm. And it feels, you know, in alignment. hmm
0: How did your
2: um how did your pricing um thing work out? Did you make any changes after we talked last week or how did you move forward with that?
3: Um I haven't completely done that yet. I think that where I landed was um I've I've been waiting for more responses from everybody um in the group. And so, um, it's funny the range that I saw happen. But um, I got everything from like keep it free um, to um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to charge like uh, like 49 for a two hour workshop. Um, where I'll share the framework and take people through some exercises to have them experience a little bit of the work. And then from there, I'll invite them to the 21 days. And I think I've heard, I've seen, I'm filling somewhere between like 297 and 497 for the 21 days based on the results that I'm seeing here. So it might be something that I just do at, two ninety seven at first until I have more um you know traction.
2: I don't know. That's gotta feel good to have sort of made a decision on that moving forward and
3: Yeah, I like the format.
2: Yeah, you can always change your pricing later. But I know Mm -hmm. for me it's always good when I sort of like I'm like the queen of hemming and hawing. So it's good when I make a decision and put it out there. And then I get feedback on it, and it's either like, oh, nobody's buying, maybe it's priced too high, or, or everybody's buying, maybe I priced it too low. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. Right. Well, and I think I feel like part of the, I, uh, one of the opportunities for me of the the two-hour workshop is to show people how quickly, how valuable it is, really quickly.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
3: Because literally, like when I start to share this work with people like the the people who are are the people who should be doing this work are people who are already they've already done a lot of work, so they kind of have the language and i'm I'm realizing more and more that um part of this whole thing of me kind of being up in arms this week with the stupid spiritual teachers and the all that stuff is, like, I really need to come through with that message. That's really what's trying to come through for this work is, like, okay, you guys have learned some things that have helped you, and that's fantastic. And, yes, it's awesome. And um, it's, uh, it's also stopping you from your next level. And so, like, this invitation to kind of um, break the rules because they're – Uh, they've they've learned some things that have helped them, but now those things are actually stopping them from getting deeper levels of healing. So they're either going to keep narrating from that space or they're actually going to embody their character and change the story. So I feel like that, like all of that intensity of emotion that I'm experiencing (laughs) this week is for that purpose because that's really what I'm trying to do here through this program. To help people change their story, but in order to do that, they have to break the rules a little. It's not necessarily something that maybe needs to come through in the messaging as much as like for me to have that energy while I'm writing it and inviting people.
2: Right, I love it because it, it challenges you to to step into your more empowering story as you write it. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what Science of Getting Rich teaches us. And I, I, should, I, I you know, and me, me too, that's what I feel like going through this work. It's, it's just constantly pushing me to step into a more empowering story about myself. Love that. Mm-hmm. I love that.
3: <laughs>
2: I really... And I really feel like it's taken a while, but I just, I feel like all of us have started to have pretty significant breakthroughs with that. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but just in the last six weeks or so. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yep, I definitely do. In a whole variety of ways.
1: So, Ellen, I want to hear now that and I want to hear about your coaching thing and then we can hop into the book. But, uh, you know, we talked about we were texting about that just as you were getting starting to kick it off at that person. And you just um, said a little bit about, you know, how they're, you know, how that you're meeting in person. But I didn't really get the like the report, like now that you're in it and doing it, how does it feel? Is there something we can do to, you know, support you? Or Because I know it was a, a something that you had kind of, got clear that you would like to try it and then the person like bing showed up so how's it going
2: thank you for asking she's a really a dream client and um, i really like her as a person and she's very motivated to work um and you know i didn't have like a a set curriculum but but i had i had a few Places we could start, mm-hmm. and usually, you you know, usually the places are the same for people who are seeking out coaching. in my experience, the the places to start, and so I, I you know, I had a few go to um, assignments, and then and then it has just evolved naturally. And you know, the thing that I didn't expect is that she's completing work much quicker than I thought. <laughs> you know. It's right. like, Oh my god. Right? Um and the other thing is that uh, I I have someone that I sponsor who is almost done with the 12th step. And um when we meet she always asks, you know, how am I doing and what am I doing cuz she wants to get to know me better. She's expressed a really strong interest in you know, uh some of the things you know without me even telling her what I how I coach people she has asked about these same issues that are usually starting points for my coaching clients and I told her she's someone you know you're not supposed to have favorites but she's someone that I really really like and enjoy and um, I told her she said you know I'll pay for coaching after we're done with the steps and I I just said not you know not not you there's just Maybe someone else I might transition into that, but it just first of all ethically, it doesn't feel right to me but on you know on the other hand, I just really enjoy her, and I told her um i said I'll take you through you know my coaching material with at no cost as as a guinea pig and but at some points, I may ask for your feedback on it." Uh, you know, and I, I said it what what that 's going to require of you is to be really honest with me um, if something 's working really well, but also if something is not clicking or if you see something that could uh, could be improved and I said, if you could agree to that to you know be willing to give kind <laughs> but honest feedback, you know then let me i 'll just take you through the stuff as a guinea pig and she, She's real, so I've given her a few assignments that are different from what I'm giving um, my pain coaching client. I feel like with those two people, working with those two people, I'm starting to get an idea of um, I'm putting together modules. And this is something we always talked about at, Ke- at the Ken Blanchard Companies. We have a lot of programs, and we, we had started to move um, we had like two and a half day trainings and five day trainings, and the modules in those programs were always in a particular order and We always talked about moving to a modularized version um and they never really did it what 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 the the consulting partners always ended up doing was developing their own program you know they would pick and choose modules that that they uh tended to gravitate toward and they would just develop their own offshoot like a customized program Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm realizing i'm just coming up with modules and i'm going to keep them separate for now and then on an on on an as needed basis i can give them to my clients. Nice. so that that's a long-winded way to say it's it's evolving and i'm um I feel better about what exactly it is that I'm coaching people around and, you know, what material I would be given to them. But also the um, the last thing I'll say is the um, the challenge that I had was in like in my first coaching session, hearing what I was saying and realizing that, oh, my God, I, I may sound like I'm completely out there. You <laughs> know? uh, Join
3: the club, sister.
2: Oh, thank you. That makes (laughs) me better, right? Yeah. And and (laughs) it's not, the really good news, it's not imposter syndrome. That's not it. Because I've been trained with these, through these modules and with these methods, and I know that they work, and I know that the concepts work. But, yeah, I hear it out loud, and I'm like, oh, boy, like. How is this going to land right on the on the, in their ears? And something you guys—I I don't remember which one of you—I think it was Cheryl said that having confidence when I deliver what I'm saying goes a long way toward. Um, um, I don't, I don't remember the quote, but the the bottom line was to have confidence, be in a confident state in my physiolog—you know—in my body and in my mind. And my emotions and just be there and don't just don't pick up the first doubt and so as as my sessions have evolved with the scout like last night um, I I had just a smidgen of uh, fear about sounding out there and uh, and and not definitely like reduced my fear of sounding like a like I'm out there So, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. You guys were with me last night (laughs) when the doubt (laughs) crept in. Yeah, when the doubt crept in, I'm like, no, you know know this stuff works. And um, she's really, really, really enjoying it. My client brought me a present. (laughs) She brought me a Valentine's present. And, man, it was very nice. She brought me chocolate-covered strawberries and a little heart covered or an embroidered heart dish towel and i i think a a, a lot of that is because she's a gift giver that is how she expresses appreciation um so i mean it was a a, you know i chomped down the, the chocolate covered strawberries while i was watching the olympics and um I don't know. I felt really appreciated. I feel, really felt like I'm. I feel like I'm helping someone. Duh. I like it. Right.
1: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I am sure you're helping them. Mm-hmm. So I think so, he keeps coming back.
2: So I, I'm still. I mean, part of the reason we talk about this stuff is. I mean, the reason I like to talk about it out loud is to help bolster my confidence and sort through any, um, maybe, and if there's any disempowering thinking in that. I See, I, I like, I would love any feedback if you guys had any thoughts about what I just shared.
1: Oh, I was just going to say it with the, you know, the comment about... You know, kind of feeling like the stuff you're talking about is out there. I'm assuming you're referring to kind of mindset stuff.
2: Yeah. Is that well, what you're I meaning, hear-
1: like the prosperity I- stuff and the mindset stuff, or?
2: I I hear myself talking a lot about energy. Okay. And yeah, and and you know, energetic. Yeah, and and that. Yeah getting it but I hear myself talking a lot about
1: energy so go on Um, yeah and I would I guess I would put all that in the same camp so you know (laughs) which is why which is why I was kind of asking the thing that you were talking about and because you know I can be saying mindset you can be saying energy and if if our definition is the same of those two words then it's the same thing so that's why I kind of wanted to make sure that it was understanding I use the phrase energy all the time, energy, intuition, gut instinct. I use those things interchangeably. Yeah. Because for me, my gut instinct is me getting an energetic hit about something. Mhm. And, you know, and what's that expression? You know, my like our attitude gets to a situation long before our actions. So does my energy. <laughs> You know, my energy can walk into a room before I do. A person will pick up on my energy before they even meet me, vice versa. You know, so all of, I I talk about energy, gut instinct, intuition, mindset. I talk about that stuff all the time. And, you know, and maybe this will be helpful to you. I'm in this, uh, I think I shared about this group before, but I'm in this Facebook group with a bunch of car people. And it's probably like 95% guys and there's a few of us ladies in there. Um, but they're talking about mind, they're talking about mindset stuff in there. They're talking about prosperity. They're talking about their thinking, create certain things, and they have to you know get their mind right and then take certain actions. And they have to talk about you know, and they talk about fear and the things that hold them back and that keep them stuck. So they're talking about all the same stuff, and they're they use they're using phrases not exactly the same as as what you and I would use, maybe, but they're they're talking about it. You know, it's the the way that they're thinking or the way that they're feeling or, you know, or their interactions with people. And, you know, so, I, I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, I use, and I use it in professional settings all the time. When I'm talking to people about sales, I always talk about energy when I talk to them about sales you know for me doing sales over the phone if it's like you know like i am terrible at cold calling um over the telephone because that's just not my thing it's not i'm way better in person with people if i have something that i feel confident in selling and you know but when i'm talking to people like when i'm working with consulting clients like because we'll do some role play about selling um because usually I can go and figure out what they're, what they're selling and, and come up with some kind of an idea of how I, would, how I would sell it, at least the basics, how I would start the interaction with the customer. And, um, and so I, I talk about energy all the time. And I use the phrase energy. And that's what I say to them. Look, if you have some kind of wonkiness in your energy, you know, around quoting the price or making the sale or whatever, the customer is going to pick up on that. And they're they're going to pick up on your energy, but they they may interpret it as something else. You're being dishonest or you're trying to get one over on them, when really it's just your discomfort with quoting a prize. Right. And, you know, and so their eyes get, so I talk about energy straight up in a corporate, like, nine to five selling cars, whatever environment. I talk about that stuff all the time. And people get it because cause they convert it into whatever it means to them in their mind. Yeah. You know, but I, conceptually I, they understand. Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, it's fine. I've, I've, I, no, thank you. That's, that's all really, really helpful. Um, and I, I think what's happening with me is that I'm taking all of my coaching training, which is from two different companies um, and a lot, I mean, like hundreds and hundreds of hours of personal research, and you know, also the the um, the coaching that I've received and all my life experience, and I'm I just I've never coached in this context that is so um, focused on my personal message, and mm-hmm. and so it's I, like I, I'm learning about what I want to say as I'm saying it and as I'm working with this person. It's really actually very exciting. Yes. It was kind of terrifying at first, but now I'm like, by the thir- the third session was last night, I'm feeling so much more confident in it. Uh, and yeah, I, I thank you guys because you guys were with me. You know, I did not feel like I was alone And my confidence is building with it.
3: Yay! Can I tell you
0: something
2: it, that I
3: just heard? This is my yeah. this is my message. This is my message. Yeah, yeah. Coach coming out. Um, there's something about um when we've been trained by when we've when we've worked inside of other people's frameworks, we've been trained in how to coach in other people's methods and um approaches yeah. sometimes it has this feeling of being like a little like you you find the edge of it like this isn't totally me or i want to do it this way or um or you know i mean some people feel like they're um like they're not like they're using someone else's stuff but as their own Mm -hmm. even though they've embodied it. So it kind of feels like their own. So Mm -hmm. what? as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking there's something um, possible for you with regard to, like, what you just said about all of your um, time with your own primary research, right, putting in all of these long hours for yourself and getting um, ideas and exercises and everything from all of these places. For me, there's something that I'm hearing as a possibility for you around the gym branding. Oh, okay. So like that, if you allowed that, um, if you invited the idea that, uh, there's, there are con- like serious connections between the methods and exercises that you have in front of you that you're using and, the um and something about the gems, either your process of curating them or the process of them being made or cut or I don't know, but there's or all of it, but if you brought the the idea of the gems, this other um, passion and expertise that you have uh it'll allow you to talk about the energy in a way that is like uniquely yours. That just like literally came through. I'm not even sure that I understand.
2: you're right
3: on. You're right on.
2: And I, I, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm talking about me a lot this morning, so I won't go on too much longer. But I, I do want to just tell you that, um, one of the things I heard myself saying is, um, she was asking me about the gems and the gemstones, and I mean it's a bit of a question mark because I, I mean I have gems and jewelry for sale all over this place and she she was asking about like how does that tie in I, I guess or is that completely separate and it, it's I think my whole message is about symbolism and how we use the natural world to um yeah I don't have, it's not completely cooked yet but but my it all goes back to symbolism like, I don't believe that the actual crystal is going to change your life, right? Hold this crystal and magical power will come through you. It's not like that. But what it does is it, it, it it's the symbolism. It's the, you know, holding a physical item that is representative of a, maybe a, an emotional state or a concept. And then if you carry that around in your pocket, it's not like the touching the gemstone in your pocket is going to magically send an electrical current through you that'll change your life, right? But what it does mm-hmm. is it, it reminds me to connect with my mindset in a certain way. It reminds me to connect with that intention that is
1: connected to the stone. It's literally a touch stone.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? It's a yeah. touchstone to draw you back to the energy, to the place, to the feeling, to the concept, to the metaphor, to the symbol you know, that is embodied by whatever that that stone is. Yeah.
2: And I I I, I haven't shared about this, but I've um, develop I'm developing a line of um essential oil inhalers that are specific for each of the different chakras. So whatever energy center, um A person needs to pack energy into or they need to balance, you know, there's a little inhaler you can keep in your purse with um, specific essential oils like really like organic handcrafted mixes that will help balance that specific power center in your body. And interestingly, the reason I developed that is because I started selling gemstone specimens on Etsy and um, I got flagged on Etsy that you're not, really, you're not allowed to sell those things um, unless they're completely handmade. And so I would sell a gemstone heart with a handmade description card, and I got flagged by Etsy. So, and it, um, so I came up with this as a way to make my offerings more handmade. So now every gemstone heart that I offer, you can get it, You can pick your combination. You can make a kit out of it. Uh, You know, every stone comes with the description card, but you can get the stone and the essential oil inhaler, or you can get the stone plus a meditation CD. So it's this getting like I kind of got busted on Etsy, but it pushed me in a direction to expand my product line. That is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. It's, it yeah. it reminds me of S O G R, where if we've had a not that this was a failure, but you know in the book where it talks about if there is a failure, it's because we haven't asked for enough. So. Oh, what
2: a failure! I'm not offended by you calling me. I was pissed. I'm like, fuck. And I knew I was kind of breaking the rules, but you know uh-huh. how you guys know. I mean, I've been trying to increase my sales and. Uh, you know i've bent and maybe broke a couple rules in order to get more sales in my shop
1: yeah well that that rule break and you know that failure to comply to their specific guidelines all it did is it forced you to increase your check average right yeah yeah so it just pushed you to to increase the offering so it pushed up your price point yeah thanks yes,
2: And I feel like I am in integrity now, because before I felt like I was, I knew I was technically breaking the rules, right? Um, Even though I offered a handmade gemstone description card, that part is handmade, but people are buying the stone, not really the. I mean, anyway, but so now I feel like I'm in integrity, that I'm offering a more, you know, more, something that. I'm not breaking the rules anymore and it's oh my god it's been so much fun (laughs) it's been a lot of work that i didn't necessarily like it's a rabbit hole i did not really want to go down because here i am sharing my a little bit of my discomfort with all of this like i don't i'm not the woo-woo out there sniff this and it'll change your life kind of person (laughs)
1: that's not my message
2: (laughs) but how great
1: but how great that there could be a gemstone person that just says that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, look, I don't think this is, like, some magical thing because it's so much I feel like that's the way people interpret it. And they're using it like it's, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk's magic beans. Yeah. And personally, I'm always looking for people that are more pragmatic about this stuff. Like, it doesn't actually have magical powers in and of itself, but mm-hmm. in a way it does because it's connecting us with that energy field. Cause I actually mm-hmm. do think the gemstones have their own energy, like do. you know it's a thing right i mean yeah. they're, they're 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 living breathing i mean it, it's a stone, so you know it has whatever it has, but it's still you know it's comprised of something that's turned it into a solid mass
2: so right.
1: how great, how great to have somebody out there talking about gemstones and stuff that's not you know so far outside the you know, that they can talk, I mean, what a great thing, talk about energy and, you know, and what it embodies and the symbolism and all of it, but, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, rub it three times and, you know, click your heels and, you know, so, you're Dorothy going to Oz, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't, so, yeah. 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 And there's, I think there's definitely a place for somebody to actually be that, you know, like I'm not that, like, you know, the, the anti that. It's like, I'm, I'm a hippie. That's like the anti hippie. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, I am, I'm a total hippie in my spirit, but I'm very much not a hippie. I'm very pragmatic about things and, you know, like the idea of a job and, you know, I don't want to be running around, you know, living in a commune, you know, off the grid. I'm not, no, I like my horsepower, I like my gas, I like having, you know, I like having a furnace that blows heat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of somewhere of a mishmash. So, you know. And I, honestly, I think everything everybody's talking about is just exactly right in alignment with our chapter, right, which is just mm-hmm. all about continuing to do, like, which is what I'm hearing. It's about continuing to do the work that we have in front of us today in such a way that we can do it perfectly, Meaning, we to me, meaning we can do it to its fullest so that we have surplus energy to do the next thing we're growing towards, you know? And, I I mean, I I always love this part, an indifferent or half-hearted use of the elements in today's environment will be fatal to tomorrow's attainment. Okay. Oh,
2: I have something that I'd like to share, and I know I'm talking a lot today. I hope you guys don't mind.
1: Well, we all get our days when we're more or less chatty. It's your day. Go for it. I don't mind. Um. So that
2: the the sentence you just read, did you just say an indifferent or half-hearted use of the elements in today's environment will be fatal to tomorrow's attainment? Yep. I read that and I thought, what if I write the like that in an affirmation? So because that sentence is telling us what not to do. If you follow, and here's here I wrote it into an affirmation. You want to hear it? Yeah. A careful heedful, and enthusiastic use of the elements in today's environment will breathe life into tomorrow's attainment. Say it again. A careful, heedful, and enthusiastic use of the elements in today's environment will breathe life into tomorrow's attainment.
0: I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it, and actually, I like the I like the way it is in the book about the caution as well, mm-hmm. because it's it's good for me to actually see the caution, you know, to to see it in the form of what not to do. I like having the both. I like having your reframe of it, and I like having this one because to me, mm-hmm. it also gets right to the heart of what I have to what I want to be watchful for. Mhm. You know, and so I like both.
0: Would you be willing to email that to me?
1: Yeah. Or take a picture of what you wrote and send it to yeah. me, or whatever's easy. Yeah. Awesome. I like it.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. I like that My you brain- took it and turned it around
2: yeah because i i God my brain is so like simplistic sometimes <laughs> it's like like I'll be focused on the negative, you know so i i want I just wanted to reframe it and put it on a sticky note, and you yeah you're right i that 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 point is not lost on me that exactly what I'm doing developing the, these essential oils and more um, meditations. Um, it's making better use of my environment and the things I already have. It's expanding. Instead of wanting something that I can't have, it's expanding what I've got and making better use of the resources that I've got. Which is exactly what this chapter is saying?
1: I know I think it's fascinating how it how that's been happening more and more the more Mm -hmm. we get in this work it's like we're talking about where we're at and then we start reading the chapter and it's like that's exactly what this week's chapter is talking about so yeah yeah because that's what it says do not desire for today what is beyond your ability to get today but be sure you get today the very best that can be had. If you always have the best that can be had, you will continue to have better and better things because it is a fundamental principle in the universe that Mm -hmm. life shall continually advance into more life and into the use of more and better things. This is the principle which causes evolution. But if you are satisfied with less than the best that can be had, you will cease to move forward. Every transaction and relation of today whether it be business, domestic, or social, must be made a stepping stone to what you want in the future. And to accomplish this, you must put into each more than enough life to fill it. There must be surplus power in everything you do. It is this surplus power which causes advancement and gets you what you want. Where there is no surplus power, there is no advancement and no attainment. Well, there you go. it talks about selling something to a customer. Unless he feels that you have a personal interest in him and his needs and that you are honestly desirous to increase his welfare, you have made a failure and are losing ground. When you can make every customer feel that you are really trying to advance his interests as well as your own, your business will grow. It is not necessary to give, I love this part. This is, this, I like this part. It is not necessary to give premiums or heavier weights or better values than others give to accomplish this. It is done by putting life and interest into every transaction, however small. And then I wrote this in my book last time, I know I said it last time, but I'll say it again. Think Tony Robbins. Because I feel like that's what he, he is masterful at doing that. Uh, putting like so much intensity into every interaction. Mm-hmm. And I saw his wife interviewed and they were saying like, you know, what's he like when he's not like doing the workshops? And she's like, he's exactly the same. Like the Tony <laughs> that's on the stage is the same tone. Like it's the same guy I'm married to. He is that way everywhere. That's just the way he is in life. Yeah. And I you know, and I wrote and I know Amanda, you and I chuckled about this last time, I wrote, This is how I can use my intensity to everyone's mm-hmm. advantage. You know, like instead of my instead of my intense personality being something that always gets kind of It's a liability. Yeah, so it gets gets somehow painted as a negative to be able to sort of direct it in that kind of a way. Um mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's just still like I was saying yesterday, right? About like okay, this intensity is like really intense. Like I'm I'm actually really <laughs> intense about this. Like it's funny <laughs> to watch how how it gets even me. You know what I mean? It's like, whoo! I like, wow, that's that's gonna do something out there. hmm Yep, <laughs> and and I think what's hilarious too is like that that energy is like it's obvious that that's where we should be spending most of our time, right? I mean, yeah, it that's where we have the most um, connection to what's true and the most power, and it's I think it just you know I, I i think i'm like how do i say it oh i had i have this friend who got me on this tv show right like he interviewed me and then they um they saw my show and asked if i would have my own show like they saw me interviewed by him and so he was saying this morning he was like you know i've been studying like, because he's been giving me feedback on the first few shows. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out. And I just, I just, I, this was like the first time that I was like, okay, I'll just do it. You know, like I didn't study how other people did this. I didn't, I mean, I planned an intro, um, but that was like about it. You know, I had my questions. I had like, but I didn't like study like, oh, who are these people that I want to be like? Right and in all of the other arenas as an educator, as a facilitator, I've had that that experience where I've looked for the masters, you know, and tried to learn from them and bring that into my work, whatever I'm doing. And this, I don't even know why I didn't do it. It didn't occur to me, and I'm having so much fucking fun. And I literally like I had. I had this interview with Janae last week. I recorded it, and I got halfway through, and I was just like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if we're not supposed to say these words. Like, it was one of those, like, I literally am in, like, ask forgiveness, not permission mode. I'm just going to do this. And it's, you know, his thing is, like, he's doing all this research, and this is how the really good people do it. And they have these intros and these outros. And, like, I'm grateful for all of that feedback because, you know, I'm taking some of it and using it and stuff, right? But I'm not obsessing about it. And um, and I had this moment where I was like, I guess this is the first time that I just don't give a shit if they drop the show. Like, what if I just said, what if I was just intensely me? <laughs> and they're like, we don't like you. Well, fine, I'll go find another place to share this message. <laughs> it was this funny, like, I I guess maybe it's just another level of owning my message and my intensity. I mean, because I just kind of don't care at this point. I don't know. Isn't that weird, Cheryl? Like all the time that you've known me, that's really weird, right?
1: Well, yeah, the not studying and because you and I are such, you know, those, you know, little, we're going to figure it out and get it honed down and make a plan and, so right. um, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you just kind of dove in and how, how great that you can be in it kind of just have the, be in it in a free way, right? You're, just, you're in the freedom of it, of just enjoying doing it as opposed to having to do it right because that's the thing that can hang me up is having to do it right. And then yeah. that can be a, a, you know, that can be a killjoy. It's like a total buzzkill. Having to do it right can be a buzzkill. And so I love it. I love that you're just being in the presence of just doing it, you know, in a way that just feels authentic to you. Because that's what I was actually hearing is you're just, you're just doing the show that you authentically want to do and either it'll be okay with them or it won't. And if it doesn't, it's, you know, you'll have other options. You'll figure out something else and you're getting to learn something about yourself doing it. I think that's part of what the excitement is for you is getting to dive into, because you're such a story person. So this is mm-hmm. kind of a way of you diving into your story in a different way, through a mm-hmm. different media, you know, from a different lens. So you're diving into your story through people you have connections with. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and you're doing, doing it in an interview them. style. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's that's the part that really gets me excited. It's like I realize how many of these, you know, in 30 minutes on stage, I can only talk about these people and what they did like in a moment, right? Like (laughs) y'all get 30 seconds in my 30-minute story so that I can tell the whole story, right? It's like, but these individual moments by themselves were so profoundly magical. And that moment alone could change someone's perspective on what's possible for them, let alone the immense amount of, um, like, <laughs> the immense amount of expertise that these people are bringing with them and sharing on the show.
1: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean?
3: Like, it's just, it's awesome. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, and for, uh, it's like, to me, you doing this TV show is like a perfect example of you operating in a surplus, right? Yeah. You've been doing the story thing with the facilitation and the workshops and those things. And you really have that down to an art. And it's always mm-hmm. growing and expanding. But you have that you have that facilitation piece and the coaching piece down. Like mm-hmm. you've got that down. And so I feel like this TV show is like the next step of – you know, like operating out of a surplus place and doing it, you know, doing something new. So you're adding something new to the party and right now it's new and you're still figuring it out, but eventually you'll get it down. And so you'll be able to be doing this and then add the next new thing that you want to add. So, you know, it's, it's great to see. It's really great to see. And, you know, it's kind of, just hearing it, and just hearing us talk, just talking about this intensity thing, I realize that's the thing about the the racing thing and the wanting to do something with soldiers in racing and trying to figure that bit out of like how can I combine what I love, you know, mm-hmm. and you know in the racing world and in the business world and always you know I'm always wanting to do something for the soldiers, like you know my family is so steeped in military service it's always been a soft spot for me and so you know when when Deidre was here and we were talking about it and you know and she just looked at me and she's like what you're you're complicating it she's like just have a soldier appreciation day just do the thing you want to do and have a soldier appreciation day don't worry about trying to create transformation or you know do any kind of just have a soldier appreciation day and just have them come out there and do ride alongs and if you can get cars for them to drive to do that and then It'll, she said, it'll all come clear to you once you do that. Don't make it complicated. Don't try and make mm-hmm. it into anything other than just have an X mountain do the ride. And so then, you know, my friend Jarvis was over and I'm telling him about it. Like, I would love to do this thing, but I haven't quite figured out the car piece. Like how am I going to get cars for the soldiers to drive? But I know I can get cars there to do ride along. And, um, and so he's like, you know what? I just talked to, you know, I have this friend and he does the stuff where they take all these soldiers fishing and, I should hook you up with the guy. And he said it in passing. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to pick that guy's brain. And, you know, maybe we could cooperate in some kind of way. And so, you know, so then I talked to the guy, you know, so I I talked to my friend and he's like, yeah, they can actually bring the soldiers and the funding. So you just need to like get the track and the cars. And, And then I talked to the guy that was at the charity and I told him, you know, here's the part that I already have figured out. Here's the part that I would need to do to try and find cars for them to drive but I kind of have an idea of how I could do that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I go, what? And he goes, them driving is like phase three. You are, (laughs) that's like way far ahead of where these guys need to be. I'm, I'm dealing with soldiers that have PTSD. I'm just trying to find things to lure them out of the house. So if you can do some kind of an event that revolves around cool cars, and we can use that as bait to lure them out of the house, in, that in and of itself is a huge thing. And then if we can actually put them in the car with you so they can have that sense of, of feeling connected to their world and feeling connected to the rest of humanity. He said because they come back, they've got this PTSD. They don't connect with their families. They don't connect with their communities. They don't connect with civilian life. They don't want to be out in public with people. So they become hermits. And they just, they become reclusive and they just hide from life. And I I never knew this bit. I never knew this. And he said, if you could do events that would allow us to try to, you know, kind of invite them to get out of their houses, you have no idea what a huge thing that would be. And he said, we have the volunteers, we have the people that can do all the logistics on The soldier side uh, we've got you know companies that provide funds we got that side of it but we don't have the track side we don't do that that's not what we're specialists at we would rather partner with somebody that specializes in that piece and then we'll do our bit we'll get the volunteers we'll get it promoted we'll get the soldiers there if you can just do the track piece and get the cars there for them that be able to go for a ride and You know, we can talk in the future about them actually driving some kind of a car, but the first part is let's just get them out of their house. And I was just like, and so I said to him on the phone, I go, well, shoot, that's the easy part. Getting the cars there and getting people to take them for rides, totally the easy part. And setting up the track and doing that, that's the easy part. That's what I used to do all the time. And he's like, well, it may be easy for you, but it's not easy for us. And he said, if we could do this, you're really onto something and we would love to work with you to set something up and do this for the soldiers because we get tickets to a couple of NASCAR events a year and we get over 50 people per event that wanna go and we, we always have more people than tickets. He said, so if you can do car related things, they'll come out, It'll, we'll be able to get them out of their house and you have, you have no idea what a game changer that would be. And so I'm thinking to myself, here, I'm thinking it's gotta be this big you know, whatever thing and he just sets me straight immediately no we just need to have a place for them to go and some cars for them to ride along they don't even need to drive he's like driving is like way far advanced for what we're trying to do right now that that's a, like a way down the road but we we're not even going to think about them driving anything and i was like oh well that's the hard piece the finding the cars that are, are capable of being able to be driven by people that don't know how to race to do it so and I don't, I was just, but I think it's the intensity of the passion that I feel about racing and the intensity, because as soon as I figured out that what I really wanted to do was do events that were soldier appreciation, and as soon as I locked in on that, then now my why was bigger, the mission was bigger, and that passion felt like I had a purpose behind it. It didn't feel selfish and self-serving. It felt like, okay, we're doing this for something greater like for the greater good. And so as mm-hmm. soon as I got clear on that, then I talked to my friend Jarvis and a week later I'm on the phone with a guy that says we can figure out the funding and the soldiers if you can do the track side. And I was like, holy heck. So, um, so we're going to get together and talk about it. I'm going to look up some more information about their charity. But, you know, I, I realized that as we're talking about this today, I think the intensity that I feel about wanting to do something for the soldiers and the intensity that I feel about my love for racing, because it's been so transformative for me, being in that car and doing that has transformed me in ways that nothing else I've done has. There's a certain sense of freedom and confidence, and it's meditative in its own way. I know that doesn't quite make sense, but um, because you can't be anywhere else but in the car when you're driving. And so there's a whole thing that goes on around it in the aliveness that that you feel. I mean, it's like a 30 or 60 second run, but by the end of it, you know, your heart's pumping and you're happy and you're giddy and, you know, anybody, everybody gets out of the car, like, even if they've been terrified in the car, they get out of the car and they're like, okay, my heart is beating. Even if it's not their thing, it still creates a sense of, you know, their probably heart is beating more than it was before they got in the car. So it can be hard on you physically, but so, yeah, that intensity thing. I'm, I'm wondering if that's a part of why once I really got locked in on the, okay, now there feels like a higher purpose to it for me, why then the intensity carried the next to the next phases because it happened really fast. It's like once I got clear on that with Deidre, then it was like the next week Ken was here, and then the next week I'm talking to the guy on the phone. So within a couple of weeks, a whole bunch of the pieces kind of lined up. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so today, so it's be great. Awesome. <laughs> it's exciting. It's really it is. Cool. It's exciting. Thank you. It is exciting. I'm I'm really excited about it. So you have uh, timelines or anything? Um, know what what we agreed is that I would get to know their charity a little bit better, and then the ball is in my court to contact them. So I want to study up on their charity. I've got to get with Kevin over at the racetrack at BIR and figure out the total cost of all of it um, in terms of having the track rental, and then also I want to just have them provide an insurance rider for the first couple of them so I don't have to go out and get my own Racing insurance, I I have to pay a fee, Mm -hmm. and then they can attach me on their insurance as a rider. Um, It has to be paid for. But So I'm trying to get everything dollarized and put together what I would suggest as an initial program, and I think we should offer a couple of them. I don't think it should be a one and done, um, which I don't think is the – and all the guys that are involved in this particular charity, they're all ex-military, and they're super deep into two different bases here in North Carolina, uh, Lejeune and Fayetteville, so from two different places, and they, so they draw from two completely different populations of soldiers that they work with to do these initiatives to help them with their PTSD. And so I would like to be able to offer something to them that's a well-thought-out, well-put-together well plan and give them some sense of what, You know what it would be like, and so I want to put to actually want to. And he said, "Let's meet." And so I said, "Okay." And but he said, "The ball's in your court." So before I contact him, I want to have a bunch of things figured out. And you know, so I'm going to send him an email that just says, "Hey, here's the things that I'm working on." And as soon as I have firm information and details, you know, I'd like to set a date to get together and sit down over coffee because they've got a couple of different guys that are volunteering with them that are real big into cars but they don't do it themselves like they don't race themselves so they can't put that piece together but they were really a couple of them were in really tight with NASCAR so um, and, I, and I have some friends that have some connections in NASCAR so and I talked to my friend Brian Fuller about wanting to do it before I knew this piece and he's a guy that's known in the car community does TV shows and stuff and he's an epic builder and um and so I had mentioned something to him about it, and he's like, dude, I want to do those events with you. And, so, and I've been friends with him for years, and I've never, ever asked him to do anything um, related to, to promoting anything I'm involved with with his celebrity at all. Um, but on this one, I actually would feel okay asking him to do it because I don't feel like it's for me. I feel like it's for him to be able to, because I'd like to see if I can also get people to You know contribute to it in different kinds of ways to contribute to the charity to help continue to support it so um anyways so you know when i told him what i was interested in doing he was like dude you totally should do that and i i want to i want to be involved in some kind of way so um so i was glad to hear that that you know he's still involved in it i got a message from my dad he said i talked to fuller the other day and the event we're going to down, you know, Jekyll Island, he actually asked if you would bring your car and put it in the invite-only section. And, you know, he wants to get your, you and your car pushed out there at his event. And because they, they built a television show around this event that they do down there. So. um so I feel like some of the pieces are starting to come together. And actually, if I could do it with my friend Fuller, that would be like hella fun because he's a pill and a half. So <laughs> it is something else. Talk about intensity. That boy is intense. Um, he makes me seem like amateur hour, which I like. So um, yeah. So I feel like I've been over here percolating on things and i feel i find, i feel like i finally know why i could not get ponytail racing off the ground because i've been annoyed with myself that i just felt like i haven't been able to get it pushed out and now i know why because i i felt like it was not the purpose wasn't an of enough for the greater good and so now i can see how i could do both events for the soldiers, and more conventional racing events where I'm earning cash doing the racing events so that it could also feed back into helping to pay for and support doing more stuff for the soldiers. So now that I have that link in, now I feel much easier about being able to push it forward and that I actually can do something transformative just by going racing. So it changed my mindset. Talking to that guy on the phone the other day, just totally opened my mind up 100% different direction than what I thought I was gonna need to be doing. And all the other stuff, it'll come when it comes. So it's okay for phase one to be going out and going racing and having fun with the soldiers because that actually is creating transformation for them. If we can take them from being reclusive to getting back involved in society, that's that's a pretty good day's work. You know, and so knowing that that has the potential to be a part of it, that makes my soul go, okay, now we've landed it. Now we know what it's about. And it's not about us. It is, but it isn't. And so I'm sitting here at my desk actually looking at me doing this like crazy drifting, sliding turn on a racetrack right now, looking at that. Because that was the weekend that I actually did, one of the weekends I was doing the fundraiser for the Wounded Warrior Project. I didn't realize that that's where that picture came from till just now. That's hilarious. I'm actually sitting here looking at some soldiers sitting in my car while we're spinning our ass, going wild ass around this corner. <laughs> that's funny. In the station wagon, the little station wagon race car. I'll send you, I should send you guys a picture of it. It's pretty dang, dang funny. So, yeah. So I felt, you know, so I, it's funny. I didn't really even put that whole intensity piece with a racing together until we were just talking today. So thank you for letting me put that together. So, and right after, at the bottom of that same page about the intensity, it says, respect yourself, be absolutely just to all, put life into every act and thought, and fix power conscious, thought upon the fact that you are entitled to promotion, it will come as soon as you can more than fill your present place in every day. And then it goes on to the section where it says you can be, you know, doing it all right in your business relations, but then treating your wife bad, and that'll prevent you from progressing. So we have to do it in every
0: area of our life.
1: Put into every relation, business, domestic, or social. Put into every relation, business domestic or social, more than enough life to fill that relation. Have faith, which is power consciousness. Know that know what you want in the future, but have today the very best that can be obtained today. Never be satisfied at any time with less than the best that can be had at that time, but never waste energy in desiring what is not to be had now. Use all things for the advancement of life for yourself and for all with whom you are related in any way.
0: Follow out these
1: principles of action and you cannot fail to get what you want. For the universe is so constructed that all things must work together for your good. All things. Well, there we go.
0: I guess all things are working together for our good, ladies. Oh,
2: definitely. It doesn't really feel that way. Can I get an amen? Amen, sister. <laughs> No, it can be painful letting go of what's not meant for me can be painful
3: agreed Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh oh god okay ladies I have to hop off but thank you so much for this morning thank you love to both of you and uh yeah, send me that
0: picture, Cheryl. Yeah.
3: Sure. I gotta see it.
2: Love you too.
0: Okay, um, I'll talk okay. to you guys soon. Okay.
1: Okay. Talk okay. to you, later. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Are you still there? I am. Is there anything
1: else about the chapter you wanted to? Uh, no. It's but it's a good chapter. At first, I didn't think it was
2: that great but then it had a lot of juice
0: in it for me and i had to look up the word flunky had to look up the word what flunky oh flunky Uh uh-huh
2: yeah no i like that servile don't like don't be servile and scraping we are not servile and scraping. No, nope, I like I like it. I like it. Me too. And I'm I'm totally blown away by um, you know, what you said about the chapter seems to become illuminated in our lives. You know? Yeah.
1: Don't you think it does?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, I don't know. The longer we do this, the more I can see, I feel like I can actually consciously witness it happening. I think in, you know, in the beginning, in the first several months or year of studying this stuff, I'm pretty sure it was working more on a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. But I was actually able to read this chapter and consciously apply it. And I, I did that by Um, I read ahead and a couple weeks ago I was, I did a meditation, I just laid in bed in the afternoon and I did a meditation around this and, um, you know, really asked my higher power, how can I use what I've already got in order to build on my business? How can I expand? Mm
0: Mm-hmm
2: and then I I, then I realized I'm already doing it it was I thought well oh Ellen you know that annoying little project you've had to do so that you can be more in integrity (laughs) 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 so I seriously I was I started doing the you know the graphics for all that stuff and I, I was sort of in an annoyed mindset like I can't believe I'm doing all this busy work and and then I love doing graphics, so it became fun, but I was a little annoyed. I, I, and my consciousness of consciousness is being a little off track. Like I have to spend all this time doing this just to be, in the, and then now it all kind of seems to make sense. And our conversation around it really helped this morning that um, the more I talk about it, the more my message becomes clear. And my beliefs become more clear to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's something about being able to articulate it and then have it witnessed, you know, mm-hmm. having witnesses for the things that we're walking through. I Honestly, I think that's part of the power of AA, you know, is that we're there to witness each other's lives and experiences and transformation and support each other, but also, you know, to have a place where people are witnessing us. And where yeah. we still heard and understood, you know, even in our crazy, and yeah, yeah, and that's you know, which is huge, and yeah, i mean how 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 great the way that the divine orchestrated all of that, like for you to be able to be working on the project and you know expanding your offering so. Talk about making lemonades out of lemons, man. <laughs> I love it. It's like such a vivid, and I agree with you, I can start to see it in my life. And I actually, you know, if I think about the chapter we're just reading, it's kind of like when we first started doing this, I didn't have any surplus mental bandwidth around this stuff. I was just trying to understand it, uh-huh. but I had no surplus to try and be more aware of it and to watch it unfold and to kind of be in more conscious co-creation with it, I was totally not there. Mm. And, you know, because I was just trying to figure it out and like, what does it look like and what does that mean? And, you know, so I feel like we've been studying this stuff for long enough now that we at least kind of understand his intention and what a lot of it means Uh so that we can kind of, you know, be bear witness to it in the moment a little bit more. You know, so but obviously not all the time because I didn't really even put together all that intensity stuff of, you know, with the racing and the soldiers and all that stuff that, I, you know, and I'm still not positive that that's true. But it's but I, you know, I'm having a hit like there's something about the intensity that I felt about all of it that kind of made it go click, click, click into place inside of me. And so I think once it clicked in place inside of me, then the then, the world was ready to say, well, here it is. Now that you know, we just been waiting for you to get on the bus here, because you know, bus been at the stop waiting for you, girl. So, oh well, I get it when I get it, I suppose. Mm. Oh,
2: definitely. And that Sometimes. that that whole idea, um, it just it it just just feels like such a fit. Yeah. yeah. It's just, feels to me like such a fit for uh i don't know if it's your enthusiasm and your um resonance with the idea or if it's something in me that i i'm just hearing it just um it clicks it's just, it just click i love that well,
1: thank you and yeah that's actually what happened when when my friend deidre was here is, you know as soon as we start talking about doing the soldier appreciation day she's like dude i just got like goosebumps everywhere. That's what the thing you're supposed to be doing. And then I was like, well, I thought I'd kind of try and do it this way and then also off from this and do this. And she's like, Oh no, no, you're overcomplicating it. Just do a soldier appreciation day. That's all. Just keep it super simple. And she as soon as she said that, she goes, Yep, I'm positive you just need to keep it simple. Which is ultimately all this is that that is how I want to frame it with them. Right? For the the PTSD and all of that, I just want to frame it as, you know, a day, a day at the track. You know, Soldier Soldier Appreciation Day at the track. So, you know, we're not going to bill it as come work on your PTSD. It's just going to be about our way to say thanks. You know, sponsored by, you know, the name of their charity and then Pony Till-Racing, so, um, which is exciting because I've really had it on my mind like I need to start getting my swag together, like I need to start Figuring it out getting you know T-shirts and stuff like that. So um, that's good because it's pushed me to think about all those kinds of things, which which is fun for me because I like doing that kind of stuff. So how fun! Yeah. Can
2: I share? Um, can I share a thought that just popped into my mind? Absolutely. Um, the 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 thought that popped in while you were talking about it is uh, the concept of. Uh, You know, in AA, how we tell people there are newcomers meetings, and they say bring a newcomer to the meeting. Um, The idea of um, maybe uh, you know bring a friend to the racing event, Mm -hmm. bring a friend to the. um, I mean, that may be a way to reach down an extra level. Like there are people who might be, you know, in a in a better place and more able to get out of the house, but. Maybe you could encourage them to bring someone they know yeah who who could use a
1: little nudge
2: to get out of the house,
1: sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and that's why I actually am so excited about partnering with this charity because they're they already have created the infrastructure to get the people out of the house. They have the infrastructure and the transportation and all of that. They're going to do all the marketing to fill it with soldiers. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because they're already hooked up with the bases because they're all ex-military. And so their charity is about being able to offer programs for soldiers. And so they're already hooked up with the bases, the people on the bases, the Wounded Warrior Projects, all that stuff on two different bases here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. so they take, care of, they take care of all of that. That's what they were saying. We can get the soldiers. We've got a way to get them there. We know how to find them. We've got transportation to get them to the track if they want to come in groups. You know, we, we have the ability to promote. We have the volunteers to get the message out and get all that done. And that's why, that's why I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like my perfect world. Like all they have to do is figure out the track side, which I, already, I used to do these. I did 20 of these things a year. So it's not it's not rocket science at me. No. I mean, the track side have, have done that a ton. So, yeah, so they, they would actually bring all the soldiers and do that whole side of it. I mean, I will help them in whatever way they need, and I think that's a great suggestion, you know, bring a friend. Because I wanted it to be for, you know, soldier appreciation and for them to be able to bring their friends and family so that they it would be a way that they could share it together and get them out together as a family or as a social group. Cool. Yes, I like that idea. So.
0: Cool.
1: All right, sweet lady. Well, I'm going to get on with my morning here and I'm going to get out of here and go to my noontime meeting and then go to physical therapy.
2: Alrighty. Well, enjoy. Have a good one.
1: Thank you. You too, honey. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Bye.